What's going on, boggies everywhere around the world? Welcome to episode 16 of Your Brain On. God, 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 God. God. Today, uh, Daryl and I are going to dive deep into sitting with emotions. Uh, we all have a myriad of emotions, a crazy amount of emotions from the positive to the negative, the empowering to the disempowering emotions. And we want to talk about sitting with emotions, even when they get uncomfortable, even when they get hard to sit with, because ultimately when we sit with our emotions and allow ourselves to experience what's going on inside of us, it brings freedom, it brings breakthrough, and it brings truth. God in his presence is able to cut through those emotions and allow that his truth to guide our lives. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Enjoy the episode. Sounds good. Boom. Chugga 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 choo choo. Well, that was almost a harmony. Welcome <laughs> to your brain on God, 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 God. 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 It is episode sixteen. That episode is double episode 16. eight. I don't know. That's that's what I thought. It is double episode eight, though. That's true. It is four times four is sixteen. You know, there's nothing worse than prime numbers, Daryl. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just hate, well, maybe I don't hate prime numbers because there's only one way to get to them. And that's kind of like the gospel. Wow. You know, it's yeah, like 23. The way do you get, how do you multiply to 23? There's only 23 times one. Right. That's it. That's it. One way, Jesus, you're the only one that I would live for. Yeah. Yeah. Prime numbers, man. They'll get you. They'll get you. <laughs> Well, we are so excited to have you um, on this episode, episode 16. Uh, we're excited to get into what we're going to be talking about, Daryl. Yeah. Why don't you tell the good people, we are the boggies out there. We are uh, excited, Aaron. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say thank you to all of our boggies that have been listening. Uh, we've had just multiple text messages and you know conversations with people and they're telling us hey i'm a boggy i love this episode or this episode really changed me and it is our joy to be able to to have these conversations this is what we do anyway this is not like right yeah yeah this is not like separate from our life where it's like oh my gosh we have to record a podcast this is fun for us we get Mm -hmm. to like think and we get to have conversations and we get to talk about about jesus and the mind like that stuff is yeah it's what we do anyway yeah totally yeah so thanks for listening and thanks for uh sending the encouragements yeah yeah it's always uh it's it's cool to to know that hey someone actually listened to that (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes when we're just talking into a camera you know you feel like you're just talking into an abyss you know and there's there's no one with us it's just like it's just us in a room right now but people are listening in, and we appreciate you guys listening for yeah, sure. So thank you. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about something. Um, yeah, something awesome today. We're, t- we're talking about emotions. dealing with emotions. Yeah, emotions. we're talking about emotions. Um, something that we all have, unless you're a sociopath. Um, yes. And if you are a sociopath, that's okay. We love you. <laughs> Maybe get some help. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but we I'm love sorry. you. Just get some help, maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No. no, it's okay. No, it's a real thing, though. It is a real thing, and I apologize for any of our sociopath listeners. Uh, I feel like I'm making this worse and worse if <laughs> I cut this out. But anyway, anyway, we're talking about dealing with emotions um, and uh, being present with our being emotions. Present. Sitting with our emotions. Sitting with no. our emotions. Um, emotions are scary. You know, they right. can be scary. They can be. They're like the joy of life when we, what we would call good emotions, when we're filled with, filled with happiness and uh, we're filled with joy, we're filled with peace, you know, we're filled with love for somebody else. Trust. Usually trust, yeah, for somebody else. Um, when we're feeling what we want to feel, but then there's obviously the flip side to that coin, which is when we're feeling what we don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And, and we like to avoid those emotions. We, we like to stay away from those things. Yeah. And I mean, we even have talked about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. feeling the good things and then feeling afraid of feeling the good things because we've, we're scared that we're going to lose the good feelings. Right. But we're going to talk about the uncomfortability sometimes that mm-hmm. happens in conversations. Um, what I find is that emotions are, I mean, they're part of our everyday life. Yeah. Right. We're constantly feeling different things, whether they're good things or bad things. (laughs) And we're going to talk about even that kind of language. (laughs) Yeah. But we we could call them positive emotions or negative emotions or heavy emotions or light emotions. Mm -hmm. But in our everyday life, we experience these different ups and downs or ins and outs, you know. And depending on how emotional you are, too. Right. right. Like we might feel things a little more extreme than other people would feel them. Right. Yeah. You're either like a feeler or maybe you're just more like a logical person or something like that. Or Right. It might be easier to kind of detach mm-hmm. yourself from your emotions and look at them uh, with less of a an experiential kind of feeling, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but whatever the case, I think sometimes we don't know how to sit in the emotion. Right. Sometimes we don't know how to just be there with the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I've had this come up in conversations, this kind of experience where I'm talking with somebody and they mention something that's hard, like that they're going through, mm-hmm. you know, or they mention something that's something like, like grievous, you know, that would cause a lot of pain. Right. But then they try to like brush it off and move on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like thinking to myself, wait, whoa, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, sometimes I feel like I need to give the person permission to just like, Oh, it's okay to feel that. <clears throat> Sorry. I have something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I need to give permission to the person I'm talking to. Hey, uh, it's okay to like, that's really hard. That thing you just mentioned, like, right. You know, you don't, we don't have to move past that. It's okay. Like this, right. That's difficult. How's that been for you? Right. That happens all the time to me. I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'll ask someone how they're doing and they'll just drop a bomb on me and they'll just be like, oh, you know, this is going off. This is falling apart. Uh, I, I feel like no peace right now. I, I'm struggling in this area. And then they're like, how are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, I don't think it's time for you to ask me how I'm doing. Okay. After you just drop that emotional bomb. Okay. We probably mm. should talk about that or like, I want to be yeah, with you. It's yeah. okay to feel, but, but that is the case for a lot of us is we feel yeah, I guess what we call negative emotions or we just go through, we're just going through struggles like every human being does. We're going through struggles and we don't know how to deal with those things. We don't know how to process the emotions that those events, those circumstances are causing us to feel. And so our immediate reaction is to brush those things off, right? To try and get out of the negative and jump into the positive, especially for someone like me 
I'm a seven on the Enneagram, uh, which if you don't know the Enneagram, that's okay. But basically the, the, the type of person on the Enneagram that a seven is, is they like to avoid pain altogether. Right. right? So I like to make everything light. I like to make everything happy. I like to deflect with a whole bunch of jokes. You know, if I'm going through something, I'll just joke with you yeah, until I'm blue in true. the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I'll make, I'll try and make everything light because I don't want to maybe deal with some of the pain that's mm. going on, you know? So I'm always looking for the proper perspective or the right emotion to have, or I'm always looking for an escape from what I'm actually feeling for something to make me feel, you know, safe and calm. That's, that's out there because really dealing with what's going on inside of me, it's a scary thing. And and we go through traumatic things as human beings. Like yeah, there, are, totally. there are traumatic things that happen to us. And we sometimes, yeah, we try and brush those things off. Like they're not big deals, you know, like they, like they didn't, like they didn't have an impact on our hearts, mm -hmm. right? That they, that they don't have maybe an emotional tie that is still driving even the decisions that we're making in our lives, yeah. right? And, and so we like to deny sure. that fact and kind of, you know, either suppress them through escape, you know, or distract ourselves out of the emotions that we're feeling with a whole bunch of social media and videos and YouTube and, or we like to just pretend that they don't exist altogether. And I'm fine. Don't do anything. And I think this is a big thing with guys too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I recently was uh, talking to someone. They were telling me how their father-in-law, um, he passed away a while ago, but he had this plaque that said, guys have emotions too, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of like this mantra of like, I guess, I think more prominent in the older generation, mm -hmm. but now he has a plaque in his room. And so that same type of phrase and same type of mindset can still be passed on that, right. um, that guys have emotions as well. Right. Cause for some reason, everybody knows women have emotions, girls have emotions, but, right. <laughs> but, yeah. we, but sometimes we act like guys don't have emotions. Right. This thing was at least acknowledging, Hey, guys have emotions too. Right. But who cares? Right. And there were, that was even in my, uh, in, in my, in my dad's family, like there's a saying that all of the the family will say it, it involves an explicative explicative so i won't say it but but it, it's basically like yeah who gives a crap you know right like you know i'm going through this you know i mean a bunch of stuff is going on but but who i think it's like who who's gonna listen anyway you know mm -hmm, stuff like mm -hmm. that and so it's kind of weird that 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 became like kind of a a mantra in the family, you know, of this, uh, this inability to accept the emotions or the feeling that no one cares anyway, or the feeling that, you know, no one's going to listen anyway. So why even worry about the hard things that you're going through? Right. Right. So why should they be acknowledged? They're right. not worth acknowledging. Right. Um, yeah. And there's not that permission. And I think totally. that whenever it's hard for us to do it for ourselves, it's harder for us to sit in it with somebody else as well. So if I'm, in a conversation with somebody and they bring something hard up, they might try to move past it or mm -hmm. I might try to move past it if I feel uncomfortable. Right. Right. If I don't know how to sit with that kind of experience or that kind of emotion, right. I might just want to change the subject or move on. Like, Oh yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and not address what just seemed like an emotional thing that was brought up. Right. And if we don't know how to do it ourselves, it'll be a lot harder for us to sit with it with somebody else. Right. And it's so important for us to recognize how to experience our own emotions in right. a healthy way, how to sit with our own emotions without trying to, um, uh, 
make a reason that it's okay for us to be feeling it or try to like justify a feeling or change the way that we're feeling, but actually just sit with how we are feeling. Right. It's, it's those kinds of things, those kinds of, um, practices and those kinds of mindsets that we need to practice in order to be a healthy human being so we can right. actually be ourself right. fully right not trying to experience something that we're not actually experiencing right because emotions are signals to mm-hmm. something right right and our emotions are telling us something about what we are experiencing mm-hmm. right the thing that we are experiencing could be a good thing it could be a bad thing mm-hmm the emotion is not the good thing or the bad thing. No, the just, emotion is just, just is. It just is. It just right. identifies, it signals, it indicates something. Right. And when we try to put a judgment on our emotions, like I was saying earlier, like the good feelings or the bad feelings, mm-hmm. if I think that sadness is bad, then I'm going to try not to feel sad. Right, yeah. You know, if I think anger is bad, I'm going to try to not feel anger. Mm. But whenever I can separate the emotion from the experience meaning i'm feeling this emotion and it's not good or bad but it's tied to this experience and this experience could have been good or it could have been bad Mm -hmm. right and so it's not the emotion that i need to try to ignore and move away from but the the emotion is helping me identify the experience and how the experience has affected me right so i can process it and move on in a healthy way right yeah, and when we're constantly ignoring those signals, right? We're not actually dealing with what's actually going on inside of us. Yeah. So so we're not actually living as full people, you know, actually experiencing where where we're at. And and this is not saying just like get caught up in your emotions all the time. You right, know what I mean? Right, or right. like or just sit and sulk and like get into a depressive mode. It's just like I'm just feeling what I'm feeling. You know, that's that's different, right? That that's like you're sitting there's a difference between sitting with your emotions and sitting in your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So sitting in your emotions is just allowing your emotions to overwhelm you and then creating identities out of your emotions, creating mm. meaning out of your emotions, making decisions out of your emotions, allowing your emotions to drive your life, right? right. Sitting with your emotions is a different thing altogether. Sitting with your emotions allows you to experience your emotions, but experience them almost as an Uh, objective in an objective way so it's almost like you're feeling everything that you feel you're seeing what you feel you can see the reasons why you're feeling what you're feeling right and those signals end up indicating to you man i'm feeling shame about this right now right you know i mean because i don't feel safe in this relationship you know, or because I'm stuck in perfectionism, right? Or yeah, I'm feeling yeah. sadness right now because actually what that person did actually hurt me. But deeper than that person, it actually triggered this sense in me, right? And you're able to see those things because you're sitting with your emotions, right? Yeah. And, and I would imagine, you know, what you said a little earlier got me thinking is that, you know, a lot of people bag on um, the phrase, how are you? You know what I mean? Because you're usually just going by people and you're like, hey. It's like a greeting. It's like a greeting, yeah. How's it going? You know what I mean? And then they're just like, good. You know, and some people get really angry about that. It's like, don't ask somebody how they are unless you're willing to actually sit with them and listen. No, okay? (laughs) It's just a greeting, okay? And when I'm walking down the street, I'm not going to give this person my entire life story, okay, if they ask me how I'm doing. But, But I also think that maybe it's not that people are trying to be fake or trying to cover up you know, their emotions, maybe they just actually don't know how to process what they're going through, mm-hmm. you know? And when you yeah. ask them, how are you doing? When they say, I'm, I'm doing fine, or I'm doing good. 
maybe those words are just like, it's all I really know how to express in this moment because I, there's so much going on inside me. How do I even, where do I even begin? Right. You know, yeah. where, where yeah. do I even start? You know, it's definitely not going to be in passing, right? Where I'm going right. to start to <laughs> uncover and unlock all of these deep seated emotions that are going on inside of me. Right. It, it's definitely not going to be in passing. It's going to be through, you know, genuine conversation with somebody through reflecting, through sitting with your emotions and, and maybe no one wants to be fake, you know, like right. no one's genuine desire is like, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and lie to people and pretend to be somebody that I'm not right. right? Yeah, yeah. None of us actually want that. None of us actually want to live that kind of life. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, maybe that's a positive view of humanity, but I, I don't think that we want that way. Right? We want to be true to ourselves. We want to be genuine. Um, But maybe it's just that we actually, oftentimes we're trying to run away so much from our emotions that we don't actually sit with them, experience them, and then know how to convey them. And we talked about a little bit about that in emotional literacy, like our fourth episode or sixth episode or something like that, where you're able to actually express those things because you're actually sitting with them, you know? But all that to say, the, the sitting with your emotions to actually feel them, it's a really uncomfortable (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. it allows you to unlock, hey, this is actually the reality of of what I'm actually feeling right now. I'm feeling these signals towards, you know, towards sadness right now, or I'm feeling angry about this right now. I'm feeling this. And then taking the judgment off of that to feel that, to be able to experience what you're feeling, to be able yeah. to convey that to somebody else, to be able to sit with that emotion. And then that actually brings freedom rather than yes. trying to get out of the emotion or trying to run away from the emotion or trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah, Escape yeah. into something else, you know? Yeah, I think that really is a big part of trying to get away from our emotions is the judgment judgment part of it. Oh, it's you know, huge. the judgment yeah. that we put on the emotions that we're experiencing. It's huge. When we think, I shouldn't be feeling this right. because of so da 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 da. Right. Or I should be feeling this da 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 da. Right. And all the while we're trying to feel something different to what we actually are feeling. Mm-hmm. And what we actually are feeling is probably not going to go away. Right. Just because we are, we're trying to convince ourselves to feel something else. It's kind of like what that video said that you sent me. We watched this video before we started is that the, those emotions that we're feeling are contrary to our view of ourselves. Yes. And those are the ones that we try to get away from the most because I see myself as a happy person. You know, the view of myself is somebody who's always happy, go lucky. I'm upbeat. I'm always like, you know, ready Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling these things that are contrary to that, I'm going to try to get away from those. Right. Even if I'm not consciously thinking that, making that decision, I could still be doing that. Because right. if I believe myself to be someone and I'm starting to experience things that are contrary to that belief, I'm going to try to act in a way with what I want to believe about me. Right, yeah. Right? I'm going to try to get away from those emotions that don't seem to align with who I am. Right. You know, I'm going to try to get away from the emotions that, don't, that I don't believe are the things that I should be mm. feeling. Yeah. The things that are contrary to the person I want to be. Mm, yeah. I try to hide. I try to bury. I try to ignore. And I might not even know that I'm ignoring those until I take enough time to stop. Right. And just to feel. <laughs> right. Feel what I'm feeling. I uh, I identify as a nine on the Enneagram. And nines are, knowing, are known for falling asleep to their anger. It's the language that's often used falling asleep to their anger. So like not even being aware that there's anger inside. Wow. Because the whole, the whole goal of a nine generally is to maintain peace, mm-hmm. right? Is to 
they're 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 called peacemakers. And when they're at their best, we are peacemakers, right? Being right. able to take conflict and find resolve. But at our worst, we ignore conflict and act like All it's together. not there. Yeah. <laughs> All Which together. is ig- ignoring the thing that you're actually like you're kind of called to almost. You know right. what I mean? Like yes. you're called like you're you're set to be a peacemaker. But you like in an unhealthy state, you avoid it altogether and get resentful yes, or bitter or angry. Yeah, totally. And uh-huh. so, in the moments of anger, anger for me growing up, anger was seen as a conflict generator. Right. right? Whenever there was conflict, there was always anger involved. Mm-hmm. And naturally, inside of me, I try to avoid conflict. And so, within that, I'm trying to avoid anger right. within myself and mm-hmm. within other people. Right. And I, for the longest time. It was hard for me to ever identify myself as angry. Right. I even would find other words. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated. <laughs> Very similar. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm just upset. <laughs> yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just upset. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard for me yeah. to acknowledge anger within myself. <laughs> that sounds like a toxic girlfriend. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry at you. I'm just upset, I'm just with, upset you. with you. <laughs> Yeah, or I'm not angry with you. I'm just disappointed. Oh, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah, which you know, anger is a broad term, and it, right. that can encompass frustration, disappointment, mm-hmm. being upset. You know, right? Um, but it was a. It took a lot for me to be able to mm-hmm. be okay, even with saying this made me angry. Right. But I found so much freedom when I was able to do that because I was like, that is what I am feeling. Right. And if I don't address it it could be a lot easier for me to react out of bitterness or um, passive aggression mm-hmm. or try to ignore those feelings and act like they don't exist because I don't want conflict to arise. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I believe myself to be a non-confrontational person. So I'm just going to, you know, fall asleep to this anger. And right. I don't, I, sometimes I don't even know that I'm angry. Right. But I have to take those moments to sit and think, what am I feeling right now? Right. Why uh, Why am I thinking about it like this? Yeah, because the emotions that we refuse to deal with are the emotions that we end up manifesting. You know, that we end yeah, up like yeah. showing to everybody else and the same like um, ignorance that we have towards our emotions becomes the same ignorance that we have in our actions, right? Mm-hmm. So say, mm-hmm. say that I'm ignorant to the anger that's going on inside me. If I'm ignorant or I'm just like, you know, yeah, I guess it would be ignorant or I guess willfully ignorant, you know what I mean, right. to to the anger that goes on inside of me. It, whatever is inside of you is eventually going to get outside of you. Right. And then I'm going to end up treating people outside of me with anger. But that same ignorance that I use to keep away from the anger inside of me, it will be the same ignorance that I say, oh, no, I'm not angry at you. You know what I mean? Even yeah, though I just yeah, manifested yeah. or showed anger, even though I still acted in that way or acted in passive aggression, you don't even think that that stuff is going on, right? So if you're ignorant to your emotions, you end up becoming ignorant to your actions. Yeah, you know? totally. And then you end up denying that you were like, that you even lashed out at somebody or you end up denying that you're even being passive aggressive or you're even being codependent in a relationship or you're, you right. know I mean? you're even acting out of insecurity because h- how would you know if you were acting out of those things if you don't know that's what you feel on the inside? Yeah, if you don't take this, <laughs> the time to stop and right. identify that. And identify it. So we end up being driven by our emotions because we refuse to feel our emotions. Right, yeah. Right? But and when we can stop and feel them, right. they are no longer the thing that's driving us. Yeah. Because we are identifying them and we can decide from that point which way to move forward. Right. 
And we think that we have control if we're running away from them, right? It's like, I'm just not going to deal with these. These things don't have a a single hold on me. But really us running away from those things is actually we don't realize that those emotions are actually the force that is causing us to to run away in the first place, right? Yeah. No, what Sorry. were you gonna say? I was. I just got a picture of like a rudder that's like in the, the back of a boat mm-hmm. that's steering it. Like we might be in the front, feeling like we know what we're doing, but it's really what's happening in the background that's causing the direction we're going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like we're not even holding the steering wheel. It's just like going wherever it's gonna be going. Right. 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 And then what? I just got another picture from that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when you actually sit with emotions when you actually sit with it it's like the reins like get put into your hands you know what i mean and then you can actually you can actually like head off because you're actually using those emotions to to drive forward and to make decisions in that place being present with them but not driven and pushed away by them if that makes sense like you actually you actually get control when you stop trying to control your emotions. And I think that's a big thing uh, we talked about a little earlier before we started recording is the idea that we're we're always trying to control what's going on inside of us, right? Controlling mm-hmm. what we feel. And that does come back to the judgment aspect, you know? Right. It's like, how many conversations have I had with people where it's like, I feel sad. And it's like, well, I shouldn't feel sad. You know what I mean? Because really they just meant this. And I know that they weren't trying to do this to me, but it, but it hurt me, but it shouldn't have hurt me in the first place. Like I shouldn't be sad. Right. It's like, well, that doesn't change the fact that you're sad. Right, you you're know? still like, sad. <laughs> you can still know that stuff and know, you know what I mean, that yeah. they had good intentions, but they still hurt you. And so we use like, I don't know, this maybe even, especially in the church, maybe spiritual language, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to spiritually bypass the actual right. feelings that we feel uh, for some kind of greater truth that's going on, you know? And then because we're not living up to that expectation, maybe that's the ideal self and our feelings are contradictory, right? right. We want to like we want to go after the ideal self and and live into that with and then we try and kind of yeah, just bypass what's actually going on. But bypassing actually what's going on is not going to get you to the ideal self that you want <laughs> that yeah. you want to go to. It's actually in the sitting in those things, right. in the recognizing mm-hmm. in that moment that you're hurt by somebody oh man, I'm really hurt, you know? And just being like, I, I don't want to be hurt, but I am hurt. Mm-hmm. And and I'm okay with that, you know? And then not to judge yourself in that moment for being hurt or to feel like you need to feel something else, you know? Or that it's not right for you to be hurt, you know? And that that is okay, you know? And And to be even sweet to yourself, that's another thing that the the video we watched was saying is to like, is to have compassion for what you're feeling. You know, it's the opposite of judgment. You know, mm-hmm. you could either judge all of the emotions that you have. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't have done this, or this shouldn't have gone on, or I made this mistake, or now I'm feeling guilt, but I shouldn't feel guilt. You know, instead of doing all that, just say having compassion for yourself and saying, this is what I feel right now. And it's okay that I feel it. Mm-hmm. And then in that space, allowing God to come in, right? And to repurpose those emotions and to allow him to intervene in those spaces, you know? And that actually becomes the driving force, you know? And then making decisions from a proper place, you know I mean? Once you get present with them. Yeah, Yeah. because that's the only place we can really move forward from is once we identify where we are at. Right. But while we try to act like we're not somewhere where we actually are, it's going to be a lot harder for us to find the way forward. Right. Because we're not being present with our current reality yeah and as we sit with those feelings 
and let go of the judgment, we can say that it's okay. You know, it's okay for me to be feeling this. Right. And saying that it's okay for me to feel this doesn't mean that I'm I'm saying that what happened to cause me to feel this is okay. Right. right? Yeah. I might feel guilty about doing something, and I might think, okay, I shouldn't feel guilty because da 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 da. Yeah. Hey, it's okay for me to feel guilty. That doesn't mean that whatever I'm guilty about is okay. Right. But it's okay for me to feel guilty about it. I feel guilty because da da da. You know, right. for whatever the reason. Or I'm sad. I shouldn't feel sad because this and this and this. Right. You know, I shouldn't feel this because I have all these other good things. Right. But first, accept that I'm sad and it's okay for me to be sad. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that the reason that I'm sad is okay. Right. It just means that what I'm experiencing is okay. okay. You know, the emotion that I'm feeling yeah. is okay. Yeah. And being able to be accepting the emotion without judgment, I think is the first step to actually identifying why we are feeling that and then moving on from it, you right. know, and experiencing healing. Yeah. Because if I can't accept the emotion that I'm feeling, then I'm never going to be able to process the reason I'm feeling that emotion. Mm. Because right. I'm trying to move on from the emotion without having identified the experience and thought through and processed the experience that caused that emotion. Right. Cause I'm getting hung up on the emotion that I'm, that I shouldn't be feeling. <laughs> right. You know, but the emotion is just an indicator of something. Mm-hmm. I was watching um, another video and it's talking about the things that emotions tell us. And it, I'm just going to mention a few of them that they mentioned, but they're, they're kind of basic, the basic experiences that we have. So one of them was happiness and it was talking about how happiness is an identifier of what's important to us, mm-hmm. right? When we think about the times that we are most happy, our happiest moments mm-hmm. in life, the times that we feel happy, it's going to be connected to something that's valuable to us. Yeah. Something that matters, something that we think is important, right? Something that we want mm-hmm. in life. And so happiness is an indicator that we're experiencing something important to us. Right. Sadness is an indicator that we have lost something that's important to us. Mm-hmm. Or that we've lost something that matters to us or something that is important that didn't come through or that was taken away. And it doesn't mean that that thing that was taken away is a, is a, is a, not a bad thing. We can still be sad and be okay with being sad and being sad is okay. Mm -hmm. Even if the thing that happened that caused the sadness is not okay. Right. Right. So we need to be sad and allow us to process the loss. Right. Right. Yes, speaking about that, uh, uh, sorry, I'll let you finish, but it was just interesting. I had a conversation with a student who who felt this. She felt like this unforgiveness in her heart towards her dad because her dad, you know, did some stuff. And uh, she asked me, she's like, isn't forgiving my dad, like, isn't that like justifying what he did, you know? Mm. And it was like this this tension, you know what I mean, where she did feel what you were saying, where it was like, I don't know if I can feel this or deal with this or step into healing because I'm afraid that it actually justifies what he did to me. Right. You know, and, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. And it comes with another judgment. You know, I, right. I can't, I can't feel, you know, forgiven or I can't feel free or, and that's maybe foreboding joy as well, but uh, I, I can't feel this way or I can't feel sad because because this person, what they really did wasn't supposed to make me sad or something. It doesn't matter what happened. You know what I right, mean? Like yeah. that's a total separate thing, whether that was good or that was bad, that's separate thing. You still need to feel what you're, what you're feeling. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Right. And saying, I forgive you. He's not saying what you did is okay. No, no, Cause no. that's the 
experience that happened, you know? Right. Yeah. And that could be good. It could be bad. Right. But the thing that we feel, you know, when we can say, I forgive you, it's not saying that the thing is okay that -hmm. happened, but it's allowing us to move on from that point. Right. To release them. To release them from our, from, we're not, no longer carrying them with us. Right. Because that's so all forgiveness is, unforgiveness is just carrying that person or the experience with you Mm. uh, everywhere you go. Right. And when we can say, I forgive you, we need to separate what happened to the, to the emotion that we're feeling. Right. Or from the emotion that we're feeling. Right. Saying, I forgive you is releasing him. Yeah. Not saying that it's okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. So you had happiness. Happiness, sadness is sadness. losing something that's important to you. Yeah. So happiness is, indi- I mean, sadness is an indicator that something important to us has been lost or mm-hmm. taken. And anger is a, is a sign that something that is important to us is, is we're trying to get it, but we can't get it. You know, we're like being frustrated, like a frustration, mm-hmm. right? It's being frustrated. The thing that's important to us is being frustrated. And mm-hmm. so we might lash out in in rage or anger or physical, like breaking things or throwing things mm-hmm. as a demonstration of power and dominance to try to like gain control, right? right. It's like a feeling, trying to feel that we're in control of something because right now, right. thing that's important to us, we're not able to get. Right. And those basic, even just those three basic emotions that we go through, mm-hmm. when we just allow the, the emotion to indicate something to us, we can find so much more freedom just to feel it. Right. Because now it's no longer about the feeling being good or bad. Right. Right. It's just telling us that something happened. Right. And being able to be okay with that feeling helps us process what happened. Right. And, and there's a difference between feelings indicating truth and, and feelings being truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they can indicate the truth of, you know, what actually happened or how it made you feel. But I don't think feelings, they should not lead us into truth, you know what I mean? Or they're not not—they're not truth in themselves, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why we can kind of take a step back and observe them, you know? Because as soon as you start latching onto your emotions as truth, good luck. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Good luck because you're not going to be solid on basically anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> emotions, like you said at the beginning, it's up, down, crazy. You know, right, I'm, yeah. I'm angry one moment, sad the next, happy the next moment, you know, kind of, you know, depressed, condemned, shameful, you know, fearful, thankful. You know what I mean? You're just, you know what I mean? It's not just up and down. It's left, right, you know, diagonal. Right, yeah, you're yeah. all over the map, you know? So if we, if we try and use those as truth, actually the very thing that allows you to be present with your emotions is knowing these things do not convey ultimate truth they are right they are signals mm-hmm. to what i actually feel or what the the deeper maybe root is inside of me that you know i need to work on or god needs to work on in me but these are not absolute truth you know the right. you know me experiencing sadness is it does not mean that that is like I don't know that this is ultimately how I'm supposed to live or something like that. Or me experiencing guilt about something you could experience guilt about maybe something that you quote unquote, shouldn't feel guilty about, you know what I mean? Which is pretty crazy. Right. So it doesn't convey like absolute truth. I mean, how many of us have felt like guilty about something that we realized later, like wasn't even a big deal to that person, you know, or wasn't even a rule that Mm -hmm. we had to follow, but we like feel guilty about a rule that doesn't even exist. Have you ever done right. that? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing that. And oh, you, yeah, find yeah. Out, you find out later, it's like, wait, that wasn't even a thing. Like I was guilty. You know, I, f- I was feeling all this stuff for no reason. Right, <laughs> exactly. So it's like y- your feelings are not like, they are not 
solid truth, you know, right. and and it get, and when you realize that, when you realize that they are just signals towards things, and you're not latching on to them as as drivers of how you should live out truth in your life, that gives you the permission to experience them, experiencing them without. Uh, allowing them to identify you, drive you, drive your decision making, you know, make you who you are, mm -hmm. right? And then then that permission allows you to almost like experience them lightly. You know, just yeah. like we talked about, I think we talked about in the first episode experiencing like beliefs lightly and having open hands to beliefs. What yeah. if we did the same thing with our feelings? You know, mm. it was like there's anger in my hands and there's insecurity in my hands and <laughs> right. there's shame in my hands and there's joy in my hands and gratitude in my hands. And I'm just kind of like I'm tossing them around. I'm seeing, you know, what's going on, but I'm not like, you know, grabbing a hold of my depression or grabbing a hold of the joy or trying to yeah. hold on. Because as soon as you try and do that, it's like, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to get messed up. You know, it's like trying to jump on a train that's moving, you know, grabbing a hold of the thing and being, being yeah. launched into that. You're going to get hurt, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. A, a psychologist. I don't, I don't know if it was Eric Erickson, but there's a, a psychologist who use this term differentiation and mm. the ability to separate us who we are from the things that we're feeling. Right. And he found that people who are able to practice that had, were able to have healthier relationships because they didn't allow their emotions to be the thing that determined who they were and how they are interacting with things. Right. 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 But whenever they were able to separate themselves mm. from what they're feeling, they were in a better place to look in it at and examine their experience, to look at their emotions and things that they're feeling and think about why they're feeling them. Right. But when we get so caught up in our emotions, it's hard for us to do that. Whenever we think that, whenever we get so caught up in feeling something and it's acting out of that feeling, we're not really taking the time to like think about, wait, why am I feeling this in the first place? Right. You know, where is this actually coming from? And what's the reason that I'm feeling this? And being able to differentiate helps us have healthier relationships with ourselves right. and with people. Right. And be more emotion emotionally healthy people. Yeah. Right. In that level of self awareness. Who wants increases. to like be, you know, friends or even intimate with somebody who's like driven by your emotions? You're basically with like a child at that point. You know? Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to some right. to some we, degree, right? Yeah, because when we're really little, we don't. Uh, we know we just feel everything yeah and we're and not we, really thinking about what we're feeling we're just mm -hmm. kind of feeling it and acting out of it we act out of everything yeah. yeah and then as we develop we start to kind of recognize certain emotions where they're coming from what triggers them right. why we feel them and the more we practice identifying what we're feeling the more we can differentiate right where now our emotions aren't controlling us mm -hmm. but we can see them and view them as signals right and as indicators yeah. Oh, well, I feel this because this happened. Right. You know, rather than I'm feeling this. Right. And that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Just to identify what we're feeling. But right. the more we practice it, the more we can identify our feeling and attach it to an experience. Right. So we know what triggered that emotion. Right. And that's that's emotional maturity, you know, right. uh, yeah. and being able to step into that place where you're not acting like a child. But there is an aspect to even children where at least they allow themselves to feel yeah. their emotions, right. you know? 
Um, I remember this is when I was about eight years old. It was right when we moved. I, I was born in New Jersey, and then I, I moved here when I was about seven or eight. And uh, maybe a year after I, I moved here, my, my cousin, uh, my cousin Randall, actually committed suicide. And wow. uh, it was like a, obviously a really hard time for my family. Um, and, and I was young, but I definitely had a concept of what death was, you know, and right. I, I could feel that I was old enough to, to know what happened. Um, and I remember, uh, very distinctly, like very clearly going into our living room at the time in California, as soon as we heard the news that my cousin Randall, um, had died and I just got on my knees and I like scream cried, hmm. you know, like just felt everything, you know, because uh, up until that point, I, I hadn't been told that I should or should not have certain emotions, you know? Right. And, and I hadn't been conditioned to hide my emotions or to run away from my emotions or mm. to, uh, yeah, to do any of those things. And I and I remember just, Wah! you know what I mean? It was like this, mm. this huge release of all of this, like all of this pain that was inside of me because he died, you know? And I remember yeah. going to our funeral and I, I cried there. And because as a kid, you just allow yourself to feel what you feel. Right. And, and since that point, I've noticed I haven't really had a like that it didn't last with me as long, you know, like that, that feeling of deep pain. In fact, right. when I remember my cousin Randall, it was like, that was my favorite cousin. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, I loved Randall so much. Like I was so grateful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even for like the little time I had with him up until I was eight. Cause we were like buddies, you know? Right. And, but I, I actually attribute that. And I, I don't know the fullness of this truth, but I, I do attribute that to, to my ability in that moment to release everything. You know what right, I mean? To yeah. feel exactly what I mm. felt in that moment, to get out all of the emotion, to allow the tears to come, to allow the pain to come, to be exactly where I was at. And that actually brought a a quicker healing, you know, mm -hmm. than if I like just tried to cover up and became a different person and thought I shouldn't experience that emotion, which is what we end up learning coming into adulthood. You know, we tell kids, you know, there's parents that tell their, their, their boys, don't you dare cry. You know what I mean? Right. Don't cry right now. This is not the time to cry, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then we start getting these ideas in our head that our feelings, like you said, uh, about judgment, you know, are, are good or bad. They're okay to feel or they're not okay to feel. So we end up developing these bad habits in our lives, which actually keep us from the healing that we need. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. what, it, when those things happen, you know, like someone passes away in our lives, instead of allowing ourselves to just feel what we feel, as long as that takes, you know, mm -hmm. as long as that takes to feel what you feel and to be sad about it yeah. and to go through the grieving process, we don't allow ourselves to experience that fullness of emotion. We're not present with that. And then we end up elongating the process yeah. of healing because we're constantly going back and forth, feeling and then trying mm -hmm. not to feel, thinking mm -hmm. that it's okay and then not feeling that it's okay to feel that emotion. And then we get up caught, you know, caught up in this spiral mess. And then that's where all of the things, they start to latch on to those emotions you haven't dealt with yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you Absolutely. get the escapism that that, you know, latches on that. You get the insecurity that latches on to that feeling that you haven't dealt with. You get the all of the other thoughts that come from that previous emotion you haven't dealt with, right? Yeah. And now you got this like, you know, this crazy jumble of all these emotions that, you know, started with if you just stayed with that, you know I mean? And, yeah. and experience what you felt in that moment, you know, those things wouldn't have a, a grip or something to grab a hold of right. in your life. Yeah, I had an opposite experience whenever I was, when I was 14, my sister passed away and the morning of, I mean, I, 
somebody told me with a very like you know good heart good hearted and mm-hmm. um this this older man and he he said to me be strong for your family mm. and i took that to mean don't be sad right <laughs> you know don't don't cry right now like be t- hold it together wow. you know hold it together right and so that's what i tried to do and then i went into a deep depression wow and i became suicidal and i was trying to be strong you know right and and rather than sitting with the sadness and grief and just allowing myself to fully feel it right i tried to be somewhere else right. that i wasn't right while all the while that actual the feeling that i was feeling was weighing me down right and i was letting it go unaddressed mm-hmm. but as soon as i sat with the grief and let things go and gave it to God and was and allow allowed him to be allowed me to, myself to be present with him in my right. emotion yeah i started feeling freedom mm. you know and i was able to heal right and that's when i was able to start being grateful for the time that i did have with them mm. with my sister and with my dad and right but whenever i wasn't actually being present with my feeling it was driving that feeling to a deeper and heavier place. Right. Deeper and deeper. Yeah, you end up burying it. Yeah. Or burying it. I always <laughs> say, people always make fun of me for how I say bury. You bur- That's how it's spelled, people. Anyway. Um, but yeah, you end up burying it uh, yeah, underneath yeah. all of all of that stuff, under those words, as well-intentioned as that guy said. You know, he was just saying, like, be strong. You got this. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah, be okay. He was, you know, he was just, wanting to encourage me. He was actually rooting for you, you right. know? And it's crazy how we can even take encouragement and then place that as a burden on, on top of us. It's like, now I can't feel. You know what I mean? Right. You, you know, know, this guy started numbing and... Mm-hmm. start numbing start trying to escape and then yeah we end up driving that pain or those emotions even deeper um and we end up you know we talk about double agents a lot we end up doing the opposite of what right. we wanted to do and it's just eroding underneath the surface eroding yeah yeah and you know uh, this is this is difficult stuff you know and, and it, it really it's difficult to sit with your emotions it's it's uncomfortable you know, mm-hmm. it really is uncomfortable. It's easy to sit with joy, you know, right? <laughs> it's easy to sit with peace. It's like, oh yeah, I feel so much peace right now. I feel so relaxed. This is awesome, right? There's a, there's a lightness to it. But when you start dealing with fear, you start dealing with shame, you start dealing with guilt, you know, those feelings are not as fun. You know, right. they really nope. are not as fun. You know, they, they can weigh heavy on, on mm-hmm. your soul. Um, you know, just, just last night before, you know, we recorded the, this podcast just last night, I like woke up and work's been pretty busy and there's been like a lot to think about and woke up at like five in the morning and my mind was just going, just thinking about all this different kind of stuff. Did I do this right? Is this okay if we do this? Well, blah, 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 blah. And I couldn't shut it down. And so like I, I sat for like a moment and as soon as those thoughts came, my brain's yelling at me and I just took a deep breath. Hmm. And I just sat with the emotions, everything, all of the thoughts coming in, all of the, like the race. And maybe for the first 10 minutes, I just sat there and like, they weren't really going away. So I kind of rolled over, tried again on another side, kind of sat up, you know, tried to do this, you know, and, and then I yeah. started kind of going through the cycles, started getting out of being present, started mm-hmm. getting really frustrated. And then I was like, God, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just help me right now. You know what I mean? Speak to this, you know, these lies. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm trying everything. Help me, you know? And it was almost like God called me down as, as when I sat up in my bed 
And then I just had this resolve. I was like, okay, I'm going to try one more time. Okay, Jesus, be with me in this moment. I'm going to lay down my bed and I'm going to feel everything and I'm going to bed. And yeah. eventually, you know what I mean? It's probably five minutes later. I just felt all of the, the anxiety in my heart and I just allowed my body to feel it, uh, recognize the fear that was going on in me, recognize the urgency that my brain thought all of these things had to be done in, you know, and then in that space, I was like, my brain kind of started to rest. I, I stopped fighting all of the thoughts. I stopped fighting all of the emotion. I stopped trying to get away from them. And in feeling, and it was uncomfortable, guys. This was not, this was not fun, right? right it, yeah, it was yeah. super uncomfortable. But remaining in those feelings, being present with what you feel, eventually, I just knocked out, you know, yeah. and woke up, you know, good, you know, solid. So it, it's it's uh, in sitting in those things, it actually did lead me to get back to sleep when I remained present instead of trying to run away from those things, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a couple nights ago it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing, like with work stuff going through my mind and the expectations. I'm like, well, did I do this right? I might I could have done this differently or do I need to do this next time? Or, right. You know, and then I just had to take a moment to take a step back and be like, okay, I feel anxious. Right. I feel worried about these things. Right. That's okay. And right. I just try to be present with them. Right. And eventually the, you know, the, the nerves or the, the adrenaline that I was feeling in my body started mm-hmm. waning and I was able to fall asleep. Right. But I first had to, take a step back and realize what I was experiencing. Right. <laughs> Otherwise right. I just kept going. It just kept going in circles and circles. And then I had right. to realize, wait, what am I feeling right now? Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, and just be with it. Um, as we wrap up, you mentioned something earlier about being able to identify, you know, within our own self, what the emotions are. And as if we can't identify it, sometimes we're going to be acting out of that place without even knowing it. Right. If we're ignorant of it, we'll be, behaving in a way that just drives us uh, in a way that we're not even aware of. And I thought of Proverbs 4.23 where it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Mm. When I think of guarding your heart, it's not, I, would, I, don't, I don't think of it like putting up a wall where nothing goes in or out. Right. But when you're when a guard is stationed somewhere, they're just monitoring who's going in, who's going out. Wow, that's good. Darryl. You know, yeah. so being aware of the things that are coming in, the things that are going out. Mm-hmm. And be aware of those things because out of your heart is, is going to determine the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. And so when we can practice being aware of the emotions that we're experiencing, we can be more uh, intentional about how we are going to process this, how we are going to move forward, right. how long we're going to sit in this feeling. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we can identify it, sit with it, we can more easily figure out, okay, what should I do about this? Right. Because like we've said, it's, it's about something that's important to us. Right. Right. Our emotional experiences are generally tied to something that's important to us. Mm -hmm. So what's the thing that's important to us and how is it being affected? Mm -hmm. And then we could respond from that place. Right. I'm sad because I lost this. Okay. Well, what can I do about that now? Right. You know, it's okay. Now we can be grateful for what it was or Mm -hmm. I'm happy because of this, you know, and, or I'm angry because of this, but being able to identify it can help us know how to move forward. Right. Tony Robbins does this exercise where he has people f- name all the emotions that they feel throughout a week. Mm. 
all the disempowering emotions and all the empowering emotions the emotions mm. that make us feel good and powerful i like calling that them that that's yeah cool. versus dis- negative and positive or good or bad yeah you the know, disempowering and empowering yeah. right so they're empowering things that we feel and experience mm. that actually energize us to go and do well, you know, and right. to conquer and like go and make disciples of nations. Yes. And there are things that disempower us and make us <laughs> right. feel smaller or make us feel like we can't do. And so he has people write down all the emotions and then identify the disempowering emotions and what would be an empowering emotion that would counter that. So if it's fear, what's the opposite of fear? Okay. Courage. Hmm. Don't act like you're never afraid, but how can you practice being courageous? Right. Right. So identify what the opposite feeling is and then figure out how you can practice that emotional state. Right. And actually practice being happy or grateful. You know, identifying the good things doesn't mean you ignore the bad things. Mm -hmm. It just allows us to be in a place where we can live differently. So we don't sit inside of the darkness. You know, don't just sit inside of the heaviness. Mm -hmm. Be aware of it and accept it for what it is, but also look for the positive. Look for the light. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, going along the lines of, you know, you brought up Proverbs, um, just just with God in general, like you mm-hmm. see Jesus and Jesus went through the same myriad of emotions that we feel, right. you know? Yeah. So, you know, his good buddy, the one that he loves, Lazarus, dies. And even though he knows he's going to raise him from the dead, he he cries. He still cries. He cries with you the know? people. Like he was he was present with him, his emotions. A lot of us know the story of when he goes into the temple and he gets angry that you know his mm-hmm. his father's house is being abused and there's money lenders and you know what I mean they're selling yeah. all this stuff in the house and he flips over the table. He feels he feels angry in that moment. He allows himself to experience joy and, and rejoice in the Father. When he, I think we mentioned it last episode, you know where he says, "Thank you, Father, that you've revealed." all these things to little children and kept them from the wise you know and and then he obviously right before he goes to the cross in in the garden of gethsemane is that right yeah in the garden of gethsemane you know he's experiencing actual fear which is crazy i mean he's god he is his love i I don't really know how that works theologically but (laughs) but he's he's feeling sweating blood he's he's, like yeah you know he's feeling stress and and he was in prayer with his father in that moment, you know, expressing how he felt, Father, take this from me, you know, if, if you can, but your will be done, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he's experiencing the the uh, the full uh, spectrum of emotions and he's okay entering into that place. And I think that is very important for us to know is that, that uh, the experience of God's presence is in the present, right? Mm-hmm. And if we are not if we are not um, able to be present with the reality of what's going on inside of us, you know, and I'm not talking about objective truth reality. I'm talking about reality of the emotions that are yeah. flurring in our hearts. What is in this moment? We're not allowing ourselves to be present with our emotions to experience God's presence in our emotions so that we can see freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's when we become present in our emotions that we experience God's presence in our emotions that the actual truth starts to rise inside of our hearts, starts to change around things. And then truth drives like a dagger in the middle of those emotions. Right. And then we can grab a hold on that, you know. And even in the midst of feeling the unforgiveness, we can know 
Jesus, thank you that I that you you know you call me into forgiving that person. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's hard for me, and I'm okay with it being hard for me. But God, help me in this emotion, or even in the midst of sadness, we could say, God, I know that you call me to rejoice. You know, what I mean, I know your truth. Help me to like step into rejoicing always, or even in the midst of guilt, like that truth comes in that you're forgiven and that you're free and that there's no condemnation in Christ. Right? And, and it's like, oh, even though I don't believe that right now, and I'm feeling all this stuff, thank you that that is the truth. And then you can start grabbing a hold of those things in the middle of your feelings. But yeah. if we continue to to not be present with those things, we don't allow the presence of God to have a space or even open up our ears to the present reality of his truth coming in in the midst of those emotions to heal us, yeah. right? To bring freedom to us, right? Because Jesus says it, he says, you know, the truth will set you free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, yeah. right? So there is, there is, I believe that the fruit of the spirit it is all empowering stuff. You know what I mean? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, you know, goodness, uh, self-control. I think I might have missed one, you know. But um, <laughs> but it, all of those are empowering mm. things. Like that yeah. is the fruit of the Spirit. Like the, the fruit of the Spirit is not empowering guilt and shame in your life. You know, it's not empowering depression in your life. That is, that is not, I would say, you know, not from, from the Lord, but it's not bad to feel those things. You know I mean? God can relate with us in our weaknesses, right? Hebrews says that, that he can relate with everything that you're going through and he's not judging us for having certain emotions, whether positive, negative, disempowering, empowering, good, bad, whatever. He's not judging us for those things, and he's present with us in those things. He wants to bring truth into those emotions. Yeah, and that's the moment when we find healing from the things that we need healing Mm -hmm. is when we're present with what we actually feel exactly, and invite God into that. Exactly. And thank him for being there. (laughs) Thank him for being in that space. So, So, guys, thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, That was awesome. Yeah, we pray that you uh, would step into, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting with your emotions. this week that maybe some of those things that you maybe haven't dealt with to have the courage to take a deep breath, maybe create the space in your life. You know, it's really hard to have the space to feel your emotions when you're always with people or you're always distracting yourself or whatever, you know, to create the space this week to have 30 minutes to just invite God into your room and to say, God, I just going to feel what I'm feeling right now. And I ask you to come into my heart, you know, and, and, and drive that dagger of truth through all of these emotions. But I'm just going to sit here. And I'm going to feel uh, what I'm feeling right now. Cause I know it's signaling something that you would bring your truth in that space. So allow yourself space to feel um, what's going on. Cause we really believe that, that, that space creates uh, freedom for us. Yeah. yeah. And if you need to write down what you're feeling, right. I know that helps. That's a helpful thing for me is when I'm feeling something to write it out. Mm-hmm. And that can help us put it on paper. And then once we have it on paper, all of it without filters, you know, everything right. that we're feeling without judgment, just putting everything down and then looking at it. Okay. And then sometimes I'll get a revelation of like, wow, I'm really angry or yeah. wow, I'm really sad or hurt by this mm-hmm. thing. And what's on that paper, it doesn't mean it's the truth, but it is okay that that's what you're feeling, right? right? That's where we have to start. Yeah. 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 So start there. <laughs> start there wherever that is <laughs> yeah wherever that is writing it down or just taking some space to be present and uh yeah you're good <laughs> mm-hmm. you are good and uh what you feel is what is and that's okay and yeah. uh yeah allow yourself to see freedom even in experiencing the uncomfortability of all that stuff inside of you yeah. Uh, but yeah we bless you guys uh 
Thanks for joining us on this episode of Your Brain on God. Uh, make yeah. sure to follow us on uh, podcasts, uh, on podcasts, on iTunes podcasts, <laughs> on uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, YouTube, um, Your Brain on God, Instagram. We got a TikTok, Your Brain on God. Follow us everywhere on, on social medias. Social medias. Social medias everywhere. Socials. We love you guys. I uh, hope that you have an amazing week, and we'll see you back next week on Your Brain on God. God, 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 God. Later, guys. Later, guys.